This episode of Ho in the Know, a podcast about sex work for sex workers by sex workers. I am Selena the Stripper. My co-host is the cantankerous Ooh. Clover. Can I also call myself the Clumsy Clover? The Clumsy oh, Clover. Like That's cute. <laughs> clumsy Clover here. Um, we are joined by strappy-heeled, sympathetic, <laughs> sin- scintillating, Sita <laughs> Kalen. Hi, everybody. <laughs> she is a prolific author. You can check out her book, Anything But a Wasted Life. It's on Amazon and at on Barnes, you said? Barnes & Barnes & Noble and a few other ones, yeah. Yeah, so... You just Google Anything just But Google a Wasted it. Life, yeah. She's a photographer. She's got a whole photography book out where she takes pictures of her friends and coworkers, um, people in the club, and outs- and just other sex workers. And it's very candid and beautiful. Um, she is a stripper. She is a longtime full service sex worker. And again, so excited to have you on the podcast. <laughs> yes. I should also say, um, I'm actually not a stripper anymore, though. Yeah, oh. that's one of the reasons why I changed my handle on Instagram because. Mm. Um, so you know, I so I no longer you know that I stopped in 2014. What did what was it before? So I started the account in 2013, mm-hmm. um, the uncensored stripper. Ah. And I wish I had taken a um, screenshot because I was one of the very first people with stripper in their handle. Uh-huh. Wow! And if I had like taken a screenshot, uh, you, you guys could see that I was literally like, the, one of the first people to wow. use, use that. I mean, also you probably could have like copyrighted that name and sold it. Yeah. I know it's so funny. People really miss it, but you know the thing is, when I realized I had stopped dancing, and because I was dancing, I was obviously at the time when I opened this, I opened the account, and then I wasn't going to go back. You know, I'm like the thing is because it says the unsent. You know, it's like I'm not a stripper anymore, so I don't want to front. You know, and yeah. I know it's just a handle and it's just a name, but I'm I'm so transparent. I'm the kind of person that yeah. is yeah. so completely honest about me and my life, you know, I'm like, I just feel like, you know, and some people got weird with me about it, that I changed it. So even some dancers, I'm like, I'm trying to actually do you guys a solid here. Like, I'm trying to be up front and cool, like not, you know, Mm -hmm. but you can't make everybody happy. No, you can't. And I mean, not everybody's going to understand what's going on whenever you change things to kind of support what's true to you in that moment. And I knew that eventually I would get to, when my book was out, I was going to, it's going to gradually get to my name because I knew my book was going to come out with my actual, my birth name. But for so long, when I first, I think, no, this is somewhere in one of your questions, I think, but I want to jump ahead. But when I first started the account, I wanted, like, I didn't have my name. I wasn't out at all. I was in the closet, and I was just putting up little bits. I wanted to just test the waters when I first started the, you know. Yeah, I think it's really important. And um, Mm -hmm. over time, I've, like, taken most of the instances of my real name out of my Instagram just for the sake of some security and privacy right now just like trying to figure out you're going the opposite direction i am <laughs> no, i mean not necessarily like i feel very transparent like um no i don't mean it like that i just mean right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah just yeah. the bigger and, you're getting the more yeah exactly and also i had people like finding my facebook page oh. and so that that was really the turning point was whenever i had like people from you know my instagram life finding me in real life or like finding me in my like full name platforms and i was like okay i guess i need to like compartmentalize this for sure for sure okay so today we are starting our show with a segment that we call i forgot historical hose oh yeah Uh, it's historical host time, you guys. Your favorite segment because you get to be in touch with our host sisters and brothers and people who are, are uh, non-binary and uh, you know don't assume gender pronouns. Everybody, everybody. 
because everybody does sex work. So this week's historical hoe is Carol Lee, a.k.a. the Scarlet Harlot. And I got my info from Wiki and Baseone.org, where it seems like she pretty much wrote up her whole bio. And the terrible thing about Wiki on her was, like, it was very lacking. And on her Baseone bio, it was pretty detailed about what was going on in her life and all the things that she's done. Um, Anyway, so she's an amazing person. So born in New York in or New York City in 1951. Carol Lee has been working as a full-service sex worker, activist, and an artist in the Bay Area for more than 30 years. Since the late 70s, she has written and performed political satire as The Scarlet Harlot and produced work in a variety of genres on women's issues, including work based on her experience in San Francisco massage parlors. I was, like, looking at some of her work before coming in, and they're really fun. Like, they're theatrical kind of performance art shows where she, like, kind of it's like talking about her within herself, like the internal debate of like, how do I identify and and what is a safe sex and good sex and mm-hmm. and how can I, like sexy consent and things like that. Um, she's really like ahead of her time <laughs> or she was. And I guess now we kind of have caught up. To have that. Caught up, right. Um, which is amazing. So she is an American artist, author, filmmaker and sex worker rights at- activist. Uh, she's credited with coining the term sex worker. Oh. Yeah, at a Women Against Violence in Pornography and Media conference in the late 1970s. Carol Lee, though. Mm -hmm. I say sex workers so much. Yeah, (laughs) shout out. So the terminology used at the conference for the sex industry was the, quote, sex use industry. And the phrasing bothered her because it objectified sex workers and trivialized the agency they had when organizing their labor. So she suggested that the panel be renamed the, quote, sex work industry and began to use the term in her own one-woman place before the first uh, before the first published use of sex worker appeared in the 1984 AP Newswire. So that's incredible. 1970s. <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> I know you have so many opinions right I now. I do. I have so many opinions. Are you familiar with her? No, no, but I was just going to say that millennials crack me up because they always think they're like the first at doing stuff and they're never the first no. at doing anything. No. I mean, I shouldn't say never, but generally speaking, no. No, yeah. generally. I mean, you know. a lot of this came And nobody from is. Real I pioneers. would never say I'm the first, but it's just funny how the generation is really like. Yeah. I mean, just to think that this term has been around since the 1970s and yeah. it's just like now that we're catching up to it like in a broad. like public consciousness kind of way I mean for me it's always incredible to hear like news anchors lately using the term sex worker Mm -hmm. yeah that shocks me every time Mm -hmm. because for so long it was like prostitutes or all of the bad puns kind of yeah I like all those words really Mm -hmm. oh I like that too I mean I think that there's something important in embracing like what we consider now to be pejorative terminology and all of that. I mean, I've always called myself a hooker and a whore and a prostitute. Mm-hmm. I mean, always for me, you know, mm-hmm. always. That's not a bad thing to me at all. No, I don't think it's so. It's just simply what I do for a living. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, keep going. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Carol Lee is a longtime spokesperson for uh, Coyote, um, the sex worker rights organization founded by Margot St. James. And for several years, uh, Lee coordinated a street outreach program through the Coalition on Prostitution, providing condoms and health and safety information to street workers in uh, SF. She currently chairs the Sex Workers Film and Arts Festival and is the director of Base One, the Bay Area Sex Work Advoc- Advocacy Network. 
Um, for three years, she performed at clubs, theaters, valleys, and other venues, or including the Miss Height Ashbury beauty pageant mm-hmm. at the Great American Music Hall, the, Coyo- the Coyotes Hooker's Ball, and the formerly Holy City Zoo and many more. <laughs> Holy City Zoo. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, she does so much performance art, and you can def- you can check out some of her videos online. She has, like, a YouTube channel of some of her old stuff, um, and she's really been out there advocating for sex workers and doing a lot of great work. And she has a very pragmatic kind of way that she discusses her career, like, is very, like, you know, I don't fully enjoy this, but, like, sometimes I like this, and I really, like, identify this way, and I'm not, you know, ashamed of anything, and I think we need advocacy for this. And anyway, so she has, like, a very pragmatic way that she talks about things, and she coined Mm. this term that is, you know, all over, everywhere now. I like her. She's she's pretty dope. She's another... um, Big personality, redhead woman, <laughs> very big red hair. We had done one on uh, Annie Sprinkle. I don't know if you're, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. yeah. And so we were like another big redhead personality, <laughs> <laughs> and San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, let's begin our questions. <laughs> so, Sita. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I jumped the gun earlier, by the way. No, you're fine. You're, you're entitled. You're not entitled. I just mean you're... I, yeah. I would love you to continue interjecting. Okay, yeah, so. it's been good. Good flow. <laughs> oh, it's all right. Okay, good. <laughs> so um, do your customers ever come out to see your work in galleries or readings? I've had... Um, back in the day, I had some club regulars come to my art shows. Um, and But not readings Mm -hmm. because I try to there's only one no I have two one is yeah two only two of my clients but they're not really current clients but who know about the book well three I guess uh Beamer knows but he's no longer in my life but what have they said or how have they reacted well you know what's really funny because I was so I'm always so nervous that they would think it was being you know that was being rude or whatever I'm not very mean-spirited person but I'm honest Mm -hmm. And, um, no, they haven't been, even actually the other day, I was, Windmill was saying something to me, that his moniker, because um, actually the second book, he's in the second book a lot more, and it's a little bit more negative about it, which he hasn't uh. known yet, he's not out yet. Um, but I don't think he'll mind, he knows that I'm just an honest human being, yeah. and that I have a good heart, and I mean well, so I mean, he kind of gets it, so mm-hmm. I think that, you know. I mean, there are always, like, two opinions about something, I feel like. there's the, Totally. Yeah. I'm just telling my side of the thing. I mean, if any of them want to write a book about, you know, like, yeah. you know, they can. I hope they don't, but they can, you know. But, like, yeah. of course. I mean, that's why I try to be, like I said, I'm, I'm not a mean-spirited person. None of this is, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to out anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. Yeah. I'm just, you know. And sometimes, like, the first version of my book was way more snarky than it is now. Like the first few, because I've gone through, I, I edited that book for like eight years. So, you know, especially like writing at the club when it's slow. Oh, yeah. And I was mad, you know. Yeah. So it's fun. It's actually better. It's a little bit better of a read, but it's for sure like not as nice about some of these guys. So. <laughs> um, How I describe people definitely changes based on my mood and for sure, yeah. the of that night. It's, it's just something that you can't escape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also the thing is, I didn't write when things were going great because, yeah. first of all, I'm making money, so I'm busy. Mm-hmm. And see, you know, just saying you know, it's not as interesting just talking about like a really great dance and a guy tipped you really well and it was yeah. awesome. It's like, OK, that's a short story. Yeah. It's a longer story if this, this, this happened and yada, yada. And you have feelings, you know, I mean. Yeah. 
it's more interesting. But um, yeah. So, so when so have you been writing since the start of dancing or no 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 I wish I had but yeah. I absolutely wish I had been mm. taking photos and also writing when I started. No, I started photography in two thousand five and I started writing in two thousand six. Oh, so that was like pretty late into your career. Career, yeah. so, so yeah, like I started were... in ninety two. Okay, wait, you said um, two thousand five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so wow, that's like. Oh. Yeah, I'd already been in the industry for a long time. Yeah. That's also another reason why, like, because when the recession, you know, started to get really slow at the club, mm-hmm. like, especially like mm-hmm. two thousand eight. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, so I mean, there there was <laughs> obviously like a an incredible change, like in the economy of clubs and. Mm-hmm. And all of that. So, so do you feel like uh, did you kind of start writing before that happened, and then kind of during the change, or do you feel like it was kind of after? Well, I've always loved writing. I mean, I wrote always when I was younger, and poetry, and kept diaries and stuff. So I've always, but I never thought of myself as a writer. You know, um, I'm also really dyslexic, so it's a strange thing to be uh, yeah. a writer. But. Um, I brought, it was just that it was started to get slow at the club. And so I brought a book with me and I figured I'll just write while I'm, while it's slow. And I used to write like in the room, it was funny, you know, it was all those black lights, my pad, like in the back of the room would be, I never wrote in the dressing room. I'd be sitting on the floor somewhere. Yeah. And my manager would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> he was like, and I'm like, just don't pay, just let me do my thing. But he loved me, so he let me do it. That's but, really sweet. I like yeah. took to writing in the club too at some point. Um, cause like there's an extent to where being on the phone, it's kind of like I've scrolled enough. And so like writing down stories or even like, yeah, especially because I was day shifted for a while too. Mm-hmm. So it was like, there was no one, absolutely no one. Yeah. I think actually during that time that I started writing, I was doing these mid shifts. Yeah. So I was working from like four to 10 or four to 11 or, or midnight. It, yeah, and it got really slow. And I, yeah, the, well, when I started writing, also we didn't have smartphones yet. True, so. true. <laughs> those phones, there was no score rolling on those phones. What were people doing in the downtime at those? Because like now <laughs> everyone's on their phone. Oh. You know, like, and so was I too. But talking, but it's cathartic to also writing it down. It also like it helps. It feels good to you know if you have someone that you're annoyed with or a, a client, you know, some dance or something. It's nice to get it down and out. Yeah. You know? Or it can make it a little bit worse. It could feel the fire. I'm not sure. But. Yeah. So whenever you were writing, was it just, were you writing with yourself or did you have another audience in mind? I, I didn't know, you know, for years people told me, well bef- before, you know, I started, like, you should write a book, you know, because of all the things I've gone through, even before I was dancing, the stuff I've gone through. And I always used to say, like, who gives a shit about me? Like, I'm not famous, I'm not, you know, yada yada, whatever. So, like, you know, I didn't think it, anyone would be interested in it. And when I started, that's actually interesting the first chapter of the book is almost verbatim. I have the book because I have all of the books that I actually wrote physically in. You could actually read it. It's almost still verbatim, even after all the edits of how I wrote it when I started writing this thing. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's actually still started that way. I had to change the name. I mean, I'm not changed. I had to change how old I was. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> yeah, thing because yeah. I was 36 at the time. And so I think I changed it later to 37 just to, to help the timeline or something. But yeah. Um, so I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I was just doing it for me at the time. And, and has, I thought maybe if this is a book, great. Mm-hmm. You know? Has your like audience surprised you now that you're out and published? Oh my God. I had, when I first started this account as the Uncensored Stripper, and I would put up my photography with little snippets from the book. And the book wasn't published yet. So little, like only a few lines or whatever, like not whole things like I do now. 
Um, I didn't know, have no idea. I thought for sure I would be, I would get like a bunch of negative, you know. Yeah. Like, whatever, you know, and like you're a whore, you know, stuff like that, whatever. Which I would be like, yes, I am. It's like yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> accurate. <you>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm like, that does not hurt my feelings, <laughs> but, but it hasn't literally almost, there's been almost no negative feedback, almost wow. none at all for seven years. I mean, it's amazing. And people are just so into it. I'm like, well, this is crazy and, and wonderful. Do you find that your patronage is like evenly kind of split male and female, or do you have more men or more women? Um, Let's see. If according to the analytics, because I can look on Instagram, I have it's a little bit more men than women, ah, but a lot, yeah. but a lot more women than you would expect. But mm-hmm. I think there's a few. I think it is a little bit more men. Have you checked the analytics on your Instagram? I haven't. I think. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say probably more women. Yeah, I feel like in your comments, I always see. I always see a lot of women. Yeah, and it's also like my count is like very kind of like. Uh, <laughs> I guess like queer and open and stuff like that yeah. too. It's like it's like a combination, right? And mine's also my photography. I shoot other women, yeah. so it's also like this other thing. Some of the guys are just there for the visuals, and some yeah. people read, you know. So it's kind of both, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, my mom follows my account, <laughs> which is crazy. My mom only follows like three accounts. I looked at her phone once. I mean, I'm like, holy shit! It's really just all mostly me. Like, oh ma, God. you can unfollow me. This is like a lot of information. That's so yeah. Sweet. Aww. <laughs> How does she? Um, so you're obviously out to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you go come out to her? I've been out. I mean, I I was a lesbian. I was an out lesbian in 1985, and I moved out of the house um, before 1986. So I've always been an out person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've never hidden myself from society ever. Even when I was 14, I was like a proud slut. Like even way before we're talking that it was like a thing. Yeah. Before there were the fucking t-shirts. I was actually living it in 1984, you know. And and my mom had an issue with me being gay. She didn't like it at the time. So it was like it was hard for her, you know, whatever. It was like a whole thing. But um, which was harder coming out as a sex worker or coming out as no by the time I started stripping no one was shocked they were like this is the least shocking thing she's done like literally (laughs) (laughs) all the kids I grew up with I grew up in a small town and they're like yeah that makes sense (laughs) Uh, do you still identify as gay no I I call myself bi now but I haven't been I haven't dated a woman in a really long time but um, I've been in long-term relationships with women so yeah you know so I'm bi yeah what do you think um what do you think about the move to use the term sex worker more broadly? You know, it's interesting. It's sort of ta- like the, the get off my lawn, like the old part of me is sort of um, <laughs> like it's hard for me because back in the day we called sex workers when if you were a working girl. Mm-hmm. And if you and you were either a stripper or in the sex industry or you were a sex worker and sex worker meant that you were having sex for money. Oh. Like that's back in the what, that woman who you talked about who coined that that's what she was Probably, I, that's what was, you know, like it was, that was... Uh, yeah, Carol Lee was trying to specifically refer to people who had sex. Had sex, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. For work. For I think, work. And she was also saying, I think it was also like pornography yeah, specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex, exactly. Sex so, for yeah, money. Sex yeah, yeah, for yeah. money. Yeah. Interesting. So, But now it's become an umbrella term. Now it's an umbrella term, which is how we used to use the sex industry. I don't know why the sex industry isn't good enough for people, but apparently yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I think sex worker has more of a punch, so, you know, people, you know, want more I think a, also it's because, mm-hmm. like, people view it as, like, a labor movement. Yeah. Um, in part. 
worker and working instead of industry. Yeah, I'm working so, and, and equating it to work. Would you just say I'm part of the sex industry or I'm a sex industry worker? No, like I'm so in the sex industry. In That's sex what we industry. would say, you know. Um, yeah, it's fine. I mean, now I, you know, I use it too, but only once in a blue moon it kind of irks me. Like when someone's like, I'm a sex worker and to me that they're not really, you know, but mm-hmm. I know that they, what they mean and yes, yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. What did, well, um, if you had to like draw a line what would you say would not, like, maybe should not be considered in that category? Well, now, the way it's used, there isn't a line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're cam, if you're, well, okay, all right, actually, you know what, let me let me rephrase that. Maybe the line would be, if you're a nude model and you're on Patreon, I have a lot of these models I follow that I love, so this isn't any kind of diss. Yeah. Um, and they have people who pay and they, they support their art. Maybe they're not actual sex workers because no one's coming or their dick's not out. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, they might be separately. You know, yeah. That's their own thing. That's fine. You know, mm. But, I mean, it's not specifically meant for that. Mm-hmm. Does and that make sense? There's maybe, not quite maybe the that's same. the line to yeah. me. Yeah, I think and people can use it for multiple things. What were you going to say, Clover? Like nude, nude models on Patreon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like nude models on Patreon that but are... But is it like pornographic nudes or is it like artistic nudes? It's a combination. Combination. Because mm. yeah. I feel like pornographic graphic nudes generally would be kind of basically the same as porn almost in a way. Well, not really, but it's like usually for the intent of someone jerking off to Well, I mean, all of this stuff. I mean, guys can just jerk off to almost anything. So that's to me like that's still, you're not a sex worker if you're just putting up pictures of yourself or something. I mean, to me, the term should be more um, uh there should be more interaction with the person that, mm. who's paying you directly. So, like, cam people, you know, I've never, I won't ever do cam work, but, like, or, you know, there's something that there's an actual connection mm-hmm. to that person, yeah. your lap dance or in-person fucking them or at cam and they're jacking off and you're helping them to do this thing. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. more of this actual for-money interaction. Does that make sense? Rather than yeah. just jacking off to your picture. Yeah, yeah. I can agree that's, with that. I think that's by, probably what I would say. I think, yeah, I do think, like, whenever you are doing, like, um, like sexy photography, there is more of a blurred line of, yeah. like, what it is and if it's art and the nude is, like, its own art thing. Mm-hmm. So whenever people are doing, like, nude art versus people making pornography, there is, I feel like there is a difference. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think people know the difference, you know, I mean, yeah. it's all I, art, but again, you know, to me, but yeah, that's why, I mean, it's it's so clear to see when someone's, you know, if they're spreading goal with like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. adult, like a dildo. It, on their yeah, exactly. Then, I think we know what that is. Yeah, know? I think that, that that's like. But I don't consider like, them sex workers, though. No, oh. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think just images. No, I don't think I would. I don't know. I feel like there has to be the customer. I feel like there has to be the relationship with the customer. I don't know. I, I can't clearly define yeah, the no, no. And then but I people do are gonna, like, yeah, whatever they want to identify with. You know, I can't. Yeah, I'm not yeah. step on toes or whatever people want to do. Yeah, but. Totally. No, I, th- I think so, too. It's and a really interesting, like, line, though. Because, I mean, if you think of, like, when you send nudes to someone, it's called, like, sexting. And it's kind of a sexual exchange. And then... But are they giving you money? No. But, <laughs> but so that's the only mon- thing. That but whenever you money. monetize it, like, monetize. Then, then does it become, like... I, don't know. I mean, I feel like yeah. there are definitely like degrees of everything, like yeah. degrees of Absolutely. being a sex worker, like, degrees um, of being in the sex industry. Sex worker, See, that's why I think worker. I liked industry better, because industry blankets more things to me, whereas mm-hmm. worker means like specific. That's why I think mm. industry is better. 
but you know, I no, I can understand I'm old. that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I mean I see like the two the two sides of the coin because yeah. I mean I do think being in the industry is like a good broad term to refer to a lot of things, and it immediately like pops up an idea. Like whenever I tell clients that I have this uh, podcast, I'm like, they're like, "What is it about?" I'm like, "Well, it's people in the sex industry talking about sex industry stuff." Right. And they're like, oh, that makes sense to them more right. than me saying, oh, we're sex workers. I mean, yeah. of course, it's like a cultural shift happening, but it is like, I think it's a it's a more accessible term and people have some ideas about it. Although I will say a lot of people assume it's like porn or that I am or that people are like performing full service sex work. Yeah, I don't think oh, that's interesting. But you're not industry. saying adult industry, though. You're I do say adult oh, industry, too. I say both hmm. kind of interchangeably. Like, sex industry and adult industry and sex work all kind of, to me, imply, like, a similar thing. Like, I don't think that if... Because if I hadn't heard that from you, I mm-hmm. don't think I would have ever separated, like, sex acts from any term. But, yeah. But that's what I mean. It's also just a generational thing. You know yeah. what I mean? It is different now. And I do think that these terms are evolving a lot. Like, I mean what we consider to be under the sex work umbrella will probably not be the same in like five years or however long because mm-hmm. all of these definitions change so much. Yeah. Culture yeah, shifts. Everybody likes to make it so complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think also it is important as like a labor thing, but I mean, yeah. there are the, the difficulties of unionizing and the difficulties of like organizing labor broadly um, and just changes affected by the economy and by the way that jobs are now and income distribution and Mm. our Mm. openness towards sexuality now. It's honestly crazy to hear that the club was ever like a clean place because I feel like I have not met a man who's every man likes to say at some point like oh I've had sex in this club or like these are all of the different things I've done in here. Which when is I started like, dancing, they couldn't even touch our butt and we couldn't wear sheer things in the audience. Whoa. And we made a lot more money. Wow. Isn't that sad? Yeah. <laughs> that fucking bumps me out about strip clubs mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. You know. So, uh, how old are you? Oh, yeah. So, I'll be 49 in October. <laughs> <laughs> we know we mentioned this in a previous episode, but I just wanted to clarify. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how has aging affected your job, if at all? It has. Um, mostly the weight gain has been <laughs> annoying because <laughs> Texan likes really skinny girls. I'm definitely too fat for him right now, but... He's dealing with it, which is nice of him, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, whatever. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm still really good. I'm gonna him. lean into the whatever part. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not worried about it. Let's say that I'm yeah, not like, yeah. killing myself or starving myself. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, like I put up an ad recently up on one of the sites, or like six months ago, whatever, because I do miss that money that I was making from Baby Bird. And I stupidly, though, you know, I put 40. I shouldn't have put any four in front of the thing. But it's so much younger than I am, so I should have just put, like, 37 or something, you know, whatever. Mm. And a few guys wrote to me right away, but then I could see that not as many people as normally would. But I'm like, these are my – who gives a fuck about my age? These are yeah. my photos. These are, like, recent pictures. This is what I look like. Yeah. yeah. Literally, legit, like, this is what I look like. Yeah. I yeah. think I look pretty good. You know, whatever. I'm super fun. My tits are real. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I like sex. I'm good at what I yeah. do. You know, like that should matter more than a number. Yeah, definitely. But so I think it has, you know, affected. I think it's also like online people feel very like capable of being more critical. Yeah. Or like it's so crazy because some of them are so much, you know, they're older. They're and older. Also, you know, exactly. It's like you think, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I like young women. So, I mean, I, I get I like photographing young women. So, I mean, <laughs> I get why men like young women. But 
I also sleep with some of them with like the Texans girls, or he'll pick up a girl from a club. We back in the day I wouldn't let him, let him do that, but now lately I've been letting it slide more because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. But I actually would rather be with someone more my age if I were an older guy. Also, because it'd be yeah. so weird to be with a girl who's like younger than my daughter, which yeah. a lot of times happens, and I think that's a little strange. Oh, it yeah. is very strange. You know? Whenever people, I mean, and also customers always bring that up. They're like, oh. Yeah. Well, at least you're a little bit older than my daughter. Right. A lot like, of customers one say, year. oh, that's cool. You're the same age same as my age, daughter. Right. <laughs> yeah. Really it's excited. so weird, right? When that's they pull out so pictures and stuff. Oh, yeah. I know. It's so weird when they do that. <laughs> they really want to involve you with their family. Yeah, it's so bizarre. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, it is like it's a very personal industry, and people, you know, it's hard to be like, okay, like I'm not going to think about my family in any way, right? Even right. though I'm constantly thinking about them, right? Right, that's true. <laughs> but I, I agree. I mean, I think it is like uh, a lot of people, a lot of men who are a lot older go for young women. Are just the the generational gap. Like after you're not just one generation, but like two generations yeah. right. older than somebody that you're interested in. It's it's just it's it awkward. Kind of blows my mind a little bit. Yeah. Like, what do you trend. have in common? Right. Yeah, not much. You not know, really not much anything. really. Yeah. I mean, you know, these women are, like, they're sweet, they're great, you know, but it's, yeah. it's definitely, it's different, you know. Um, I think whenever I talk to, like, older clients, sometimes they don't even understand some of the things that I'm saying. <laughs> 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 or, like, if I say something, I've gotten guys who are like, oh, uh, that's cool. Or, like, hmm. And, like, <laughs> and then we're just silent for the next, like, ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's cute. I tried to pretend to be like, so the Texan, you know, one a part of like, I don't want him to know what my account. So I try to, I pretend that I don't know, like, no, I'm not on any social media. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, if anyone brings anything up, I'm like, what? Insta, huh? You know, like, I'm not on any of that. I don't do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't either. So I'm like, I just don't know. When I tell people I'm not on social media really at all, because I'm not, I haven't even posted once to my account that I've told everyone to follow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Now you're gonna have to post something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I like people are like, "Oh, that's amazing! You're like a dream girl," which I think is a really funny so reaction. Funny. Like, like being innocent or something, or maybe or just just like being part of. I think they perceive me as someone who um, is just very in tune with what's around me in the moment, right? And, like social Intentionally media culture, shuns technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that being. But there's a romanticism to that for yeah. sure. The millennial who isn't the millennial. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. There's so many jokes about millennials and everything that's wrong with us. (laughs) I know. Sorry. (laughs) It's like, I I get it, but, you know. No, no. There's honestly, I mean, there's nothing wrong with millennials at all. (laughs) Every generation, it's just kind of like a, you know, you look at. There's always something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a younger sibling in a way. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, are you better, do you feel, at your job now than you were whenever you started? Um, y- and I'm yes. also saying this really broadly. So right. I know On you- some levels, yes, but also I've gotten lazier, so no. <laughs> but So it goes both ways. Um, I'm better at it because I'm more in tune and I know... Um, like, I don't worry about as much, you know, so I can be totally there or whatever with the person. I mean, I've always been like that. But 
It's hard also to answer that because I just have this one person, so I'm not really doing a whole lot these days, you know? So, yeah, so I guess that kind of addresses the next question, uh which is, you know, do you still see clients? Yeah. You see one client. I see one. I would see others. I would actually, I would love another client right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Or two, but really just one would be great, but... Um, finding that is hard, and I can't go back to a club because I'm too big. I mean, I'm not too old. I actually could could do it, but oh yeah, I I'm mean, I definitely right know that I dance with women who are your age. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend who dances in Vegas who's older than me, so that's amazing. Yeah, we we dance back in San Francisco together. So I mean, like, I know it could be done. I'm just too big. I know, I'm, but for me, I am. This is huge for me. For, for you. <laughs> yeah. I want our audience to know that Sita's <laughs> not big at all. <laughs> and you have beautiful tits, so I oh mean, I want to shout that's, that out. They're so huge. They're driving me crazy. Are they? I would kill that. I would switch with you right the second. <laughs> Literally, she has the best boobs. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard because there is so much body pressure, and I think, I mean, within, like, dancers and sex workers to have like a certain kind of body but I think also like the what people like and what people want oh for sure yeah yeah so yeah. doesn't have to be perfect no that, there's not that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying that for me for even my own like comfort and whatever but I mean when I bend over like it's not pretty and on stage you have to bend over and pick shit up all the time so like I don't mean it's not pretty I mean it's human you know what I mean yeah it's human but it's it's not really it's a little bit too much for the for the stage is what I'm saying <laughs> you know but it's um yeah it's fine I mean uh, you know I'm not being hard on myself when I say that I'm just being real what do you feel you like you've learned over time <sighs> probably should have paid attention to that one a little more um I think just how I think taking care of myself and my sanity and what that means I mean I'm sometimes not great at that sometimes I'm I give too much and I I end up empty because I'm giving too much and they're you know a lot of these guys they'll just take and take like their energy suckers you know a lot, most of them are actually. <laughs> they really I'm, like, are. I'm like, I can't think of any that gave back any energy. But that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. I don't need them to give me energy. I need them to give me money and to be kind. But I'm, I don't mind. I like giving out. But sometimes it's too much and I cross that line and I'm, you know, leaving left feeling. So I think that's, you know, learned keeping those boundaries, you know. But also, you know, the textile fucking test that a lot <laughs> yeah you know but I mean I think that sex workers overall or people in the adult industry or sex mm. industry are like very abundant givers uh, agreed and absolutely also like um, surprisingly kind yeah I think there is I mean there are definitely mean girls but <laughs> yeah yeah right but I think it's so important to be like a very tolerant very nice person just for your business Totally. I don't think you would do very well. You know, I always say to people, like, I don't think you would last in this industry if you didn't like like it. Yeah. You know, or love it or whatever, you know, we want to put it. But, mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't be very good and you wouldn't make a lot of money if you, same thing, but, or also, but if you weren't a giver, yeah. you know. If you just kind of showed up under, like, duress, it's like you're not going, you're going to bring that energy yeah. to it. Yeah. And I think people customers are very attuned to that. Oh, for sure. There's oh, my God. They can really tell, I think. Because, like, I feel like my last shift and then 
The shift before I did good, and that was because I had such a good attitude, but the shift before that I did badly. And I think like both times, the thing that I noted was I, as I was like going there, I was full of like dread and I was kind of like, man, I don't want to do this and I'm not going to make money. And like, then I'm just going to go home and feel bad because I didn't make money, but I spent like eight hours doing it and it's just going to suck. And I hate these people who are just like, nah. And um, it was definitely, yeah, I think yeah, it's... They do I mean, pick up on that, for sure. They do. They totally do. They can tell, but... There's a lot of nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. It's really weird, like, because even when I'm, like, putting on, like, my customer service, like, face, mm-hmm. and I, like, I'm trying to make sure my smile's in my eyes, too, and stuff, if it's not in my heart, it's, yeah. like, weird. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of, like, uh, positivity exercises internally whenever I'm going to work. Like, I think... What is something that I'm very excited about that's coming up? It could be a week from now, it could be a month from now, but like what is like where is my positive energy right now? And I kind of try to like focus on that feeling and that excitement and like bring that enthusiasm that I have into my conversations that I have with people. I like that. So, I mean, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm so excited that we're going to do this episode with Sita Kaylin. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'll, like, bring that energy to talking to people, be like, I cannot, like, I'm so excited. And they're like, wow, I'm going to be a vampire. And <laughs> so totally that love that. It's yeah. true. It's true. I mean, people crave that as much as they crave, like, the physical aspects. They crave the emotional just like the well the wellspring of yeah yeah. and it really has more to do with that than actual sex yeah i think yeah i think so too it's very complicated what people come to the club looking for or Mm -hmm. look to escorts for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. same yeah it's not very just so direct as getting off Although sometimes I wish it were. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, oh my God, I would totally love just like an exchange, like just a, you know, like a clicky. Bam. Yeah. yeah. Pay me the same amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five minutes. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many people are like, I mean, I had a guy recently who, who I was talking to and he's like, that girl, she just made me an offer that most men couldn't refuse, but I was just taken aback. <laughs> <laughs> So oh my god yeah he, he, was, he was like i just i didn't expect it to happen and i just i mean i don't i didn't think girls did that here and i'm like yeah they do yeah <laughs> that is so funny yeah he was very shocked and you know it's so funny the men who are like really shocked about being offered sex at the club because they'll always like mention it they'll be like i what what was that uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like they're almost distressed and like does everyone do that <laughs> like are, are you going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's, men are scared, too. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them are. That's why I also, like, would say to guys also, you know, I mean, like, ask every woman what are her boundaries, what are her rules, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like, up front, too. Don't assume anything. Because yeah. what one girl does, another girl doesn't, you know. Yeah. So That's always what I say. I mean, people are like, well, who has sex? Like, who does this and that? I'm like, well, I don't know. But you should talk to people and, and just ask and ask be, and be yeah. polite, and that's but don't, it. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. say do you I'm fuck. Like, no, say yeah. <laughs> what are your boundaries? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, well, you know, you might be able to find that everybody has different boundaries. <clears throat> you know, just so what one girl likes or what girl, one girl is okay with, another girl will not be okay with. It's yeah. so funny whenever they're trying to figure out where your line is because they'll say it in like funny ways. They'll be like, instead of just coming out. Oh. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they won't straight up ask. They'll be like. <laughs> You know, I'm pretty interested in you, um, but uh, 
you know, I don't know if I could take you for a, a dance because, uh, you know, I like to I like to do a little some things, you know, I like to go a little further. I like to have some fun. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yes, all of us want to have fun. Yeah, I know. I, I'm always like, I need you to explicitly lay yes. out what you need mm-hmm. or what you're looking for so I can tell you yeah. if I'm okay with that. Well, in yeah. a way, it's kind of good, though, because that's how Vice used to always, because Vice used to come into the clubs a lot. Mm. And one of the things that would give them away to us was asking very specific questions. Oh, oh so wait, that was Vice, like the news? Thing? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <Wait>, sorry. <laughs> no policing. Police, like, like to come arrest us for prostitution. Oh. Yeah. So, or like, or shut down the club or whatever. Yeah. So they would come in, and this happened a lot in raids in San Francisco, but also it used to happen down, like there'd be raids, well, they've been having a lot in, in um, San, New Orleans. New Orleans, San Diego, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one of the things they would do was say, like, well, what can I get in there and how much and what specifically? So we would know. So it's kind of good that these guys are not doing that. Yeah. But also, you know. Yeah, really I mean, they could also be, like, dumb, dumb cops, too, you know. But, right. I mean, we do get – I do get a number of cops that show up. Wait, how can you tell when they're cops? They usually will say that they're cops. Like, oh. You mean that they're off duty? <laughs> off or duty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Off yeah, duty. Yeah. But what about undercover people? Have you ever um, I haven't had any undercover. I have danced on a cop that did have a gun. <laughs> that was like, in the club? I've done that before, too. Yeah, it was in the club. And you thought it was like really sexy, like that it was something I was going to get turned on by. Dude. And I'm not turned on by that. <laughs> like, you having a deadly weapon very close to me. I'm right. Sure. You're like, no, not so much. <laughs> no. Histories of domestic violence, that's not going to turn me on. <laughs> but, um, so I want to talk about your photography. Okay. Wait, can I, can we just, like, break for a second so I can pee, though? Yeah, of Is course. that okay? Yes, go, go for it. Do we have time to do that? Okay, I'll yeah. be so quick. All right. Okay. You're totally right, cool. Um, and now it's time for a Clover segment, because I've been pretty quiet. Oh, awesome. It's a Clover <laughs> segment. <laughs> um, so lately I've been going to the club drunk, which <laughs> I'd said that I wasn't going to do, and I'd recommended not doing. And once again, after my second time doing it, I'm going to say maybe I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> But I can't quite tell yet. So here are the reasons why I'm saying this. Number one, when I was first called to stage um, drunk and um, both Cherry and Selena witnessed me like a mess, kind of like struggling. Like, I think I was just like pulling myself around kind of by the pole because I couldn't like stand exactly straight. I was like, I don't know why I'd, I'd underestimated or overestimated how much alcohol I could take in. But another thing is that, like, for some reason, I've had, like, a real bad pain in my arm for the past two weeks, and I might have fractured a bone because I can't really push or pull things Mm. without it just, like, shooting pain. And, um, yeah, so there's that. It's a pain in your forearm? Yeah, it's, like, right along this bone right here. Um, so, and I have trouble opening jars now, and I was such a strong kid. And then, um, I also came home with bloody knuckles, and I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) You're obviously fighting somebody. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and I don't know if I've, I've made the best money from being drunk at the club. So, that's my little, um, 
Wait, what do you, so what uh, positive ends? Because you only listed the negative ends. Okay, some of the positive ends is that I've been a lot flirtier. That's why I've done it is because, like, I have a lot of trouble flirting. I'm kind of, like, dweeby. Like, you know, how I sound in this podcast is just how I sound in the club. So I needed something to, like, make me a little more, like, someone Mm. you might want to fuck, you know? So, like, I thought I'd sauce it up with some wine, some buzz balls, and, um... I'm glad you drank those buzz balls, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, they'd been in the fridge for so long. Yeah. (laughs) But sad because you drank Moe wines that I left at your place, so... Well, you left them. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, So, yeah, but the good thing is that that did work out. I was a lot flirtier, and people were like, oh, wow. You know, they weren't saying things like oh, you're just too cute, or, like, anything like that, or, like, you seem so innocent, I'm, like, scared that I'm going to Tarnish. offend you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's why I might keep doing it. I'm just going to have to <laughs> be careful about my, um, is this a femur? Nope, a femur. nope, it's not. <laughs> my forearm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I forget. I forget these. Boobs. Oh, also, I pulled my hamstring again. So um, nice, because I got a little risky on the pole. Basically. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, this has been an episode of Clover Corner. Clover Corner. <laughs> I love it. And just so you all know, I'm actually sitting quite in a corner. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I guess we all are. Nobody puts Clover in a corner except mm. for Clover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so Sita, you're back. I'm back. Awesome. Um, so I want to talk about your photography. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you take pictures of dancers and escorts. Do you talk, take pictures of civvies? Um, I actually have not taken any pictures of any escorts, just so you know. Oh. Yeah. I started taking pictures of strippers that I was working with mm-hmm. at the time, and then I've most of my pictures these days, it's... Now it's like a mix, mostly just friends or okay. women who come to me and hire me. It's mm-hmm. actually not a lot of sex workers. Oh. Yeah. So, sorry. I know. No, like, that's I fine. I mean, some of them are, yes. But, uh-huh. yeah, I don't think any actual escorts. So I don't have any friends who are who are escorts. Really? I have one friend who is. That's actually, I should not say that. But she's an, like an Instagram friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, none of my actual close friends are even in industry at all. <laughs> really? Just, yeah. So, like, how do you talk about that with your friends Oh, I'd say they know everything. They know I mean, everything, yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, was there ever like a learning curve moment or like a. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or Early on, years and years. I've known them now for 20 years. So mm-hmm. there was definitely some stuff that I had to, you know, yeah. school them on. But do you think that, like, because I feel like it's a lot easier to talk about a lot of my experiences with other dancers mm-hmm. um, because, like, they're just things that they get? Yeah. Um, do you feel like there's any sort of. Um, not at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing like, I mean, you know, talk, you know, being in a dressing room or talking to other hosts, you know, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. it's for sure its own thing. Um, but my friends know me so well, and also now they know the, they know the Texan so well, just like um, pretty much all my readers do, too. So yeah. I can, now I can pretty much talk to anybody about any of it, because they kind of know all of the backstories. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, they maybe, they can't relate to, but they can relate to what I'm feeling. Yeah. So, you know... Yeah. Um, so, how is it like photographing? I guess friends, uh, women in this case. Like, are they are they all cis women, or do they identify like a, along the gender spectrum? Or um, no one. Uh, most of the women that I've are all yeah, identify as like women. Women. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Is it very intimate photographing them, or does it kind of, like, since you photograph so many people at this point? Um, I mean, yeah, it's intimate, but it's like I try to make it just very fun and chill and not, uh, you know, because sometimes people are nervous or whatever. I mean, dancers are the easiest to shoot because they know their bodies and they're used to it. And so, we're used to posing. Yeah. And, you know, they're motion. like, they're honestly the, my favorite women people to shoot because they're the best. You know, I don't have to tell them even anything or I'll be thinking something and then they'll do it. I'm like, perfect. Yes. That's what I was thinking. You know, <laughs> um, but I try to just make my shoots just super chill like it's not anything that serious because some photographers are so completely like anal about every little thing you know i don't know whatever mm-hmm. I mean, i'm not like that at all like i'm self-taught i'm kind of fly by the seat of my pants like people have asked me to teach classes and i'm like i wouldn't even know how to teach this you know because it's an intuitive <laughs> thing for you so, yeah same with you know sex work <laughs> i don't know yeah. how i teach that i mean i could teach people someone how to do a good lap dance but then there's also that stuff that you just can't teach yeah, yeah which is really that like being X-factor. attuned with people mm-hmm. yeah you know so but um yeah i mean i think women appreciate me you know being a woman i think they've told you know a lot of women have told me models have said this is like so much easier you know whatever and also i i mean i try to i've tried to pay attention i'm kind of bad at this because i'm also used to working with like you said, early on, it was all dancers. That's true, you know. But I wanted the reason why I wanted to say that is because a lot of my friends aren't that are in the photographs. I don't want everyone to assume that my models are in the industry because a lot of them aren't. Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason why I said that. Well, in the I beginning. think that is an important as a, as a yeah. you know just for them and their partners and stuff that that you know I don't want everyone to assume that everyone's a whore just because yeah. I am, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean whore in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I I do forget I'm very touchy feely like strippers are very touchy like I'm so used to women like coming yes. up and grabbing my boobs and like this is how we all are with each other yeah. you know so um, so I'm, I touch my models a lot just to like move them in a specific way but that's all you know whatever mm-hmm. and I noticed that lately I've been a little more like is it okay if I touch your shoulder you know because yeah. I don't want to think so I know there's <laughs> definitely been a lot of male photographers that have been yeah. fucking hella creepy lately and whatever oh yeah i yeah. mean always always mm-hmm. i guess right and so like i mean i don't think anyone ever would say that about me ever but mm-hmm. i want to make sure that yeah no yeah. one even is you know but um yeah. i mean how does it compare like have you been photographed by men i haven't modeled i modeled when i was younger but it's been years now I, people have actually reached out to me and they want to take my photo and i'm like I just can't at this point. No, yeah. um, I'm just—it's just too much for me to deal with. <laughs> I'm like, I can model for myself because I know my angles and shit. But mm-hmm. someone else doing it would just totally, you know. Yeah. I mean, if I were—if it were ten years ago, like my favorite body when I was—I was like forty. It was my favorite body. Oh, literally forty or like thirty-eight. But what, what was hmm. the difference then? I don't know. It was booyah. I just loved my body then. <laughs> like, I loved it. It was like my boobs were like a little bit bigger. You know, I had a breast reduction when I was 16. So oh, cool. like, they, you know, like they're, this is why they're annoying to me. I want them to be smaller. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I liked my body. Then. I did that when I was like 17. You did? Yeah. So oh, I just, I love do you have the scars. same? Do you have the same? You know, they still do the same scars. Yeah. Even still now. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So you have those scars? Mm-hmm. The anchor, yeah. Do they do look you? like, are they very pronounced now or have they, like, faded a well, lot? Well, I keloided a little bit in, in one mm. of them. So um, it's like they're raised, you know. But the way my boobs hang, the way she did it, you can't see them really. Yeah. What size did you take them? Sorry, I'm... Yeah, no, it's fine. You know, it's so crazy. It was a woman who did it in San Francisco, and she said, um, I brought in pictures, basically, like, both of you guys. (laughs) It was like, like, you know, 
And she was like, that, and I brought, you know, like bra size and pictures. And she was like, it's not, go, it doesn't go by bra size. Tell me what percentage you want off. I'm oh. Like, Holy shit, percentage. It's such a weird thing yeah. to think about. I guess if you think of your boob like a pie chart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But I was young and I was like way skinny back then. This was during, I wasn't uh, a very healthy person at the time. So I weighed like the same height and I weighed like 90 pounds and these huge tits. So I said 50%. Mm. which worked but then knowing that mother nature was going to have her way and come back yeah. i wish i had said more but yeah i'd love to do it again mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's a huge so to do it a second yeah. time. yeah i'm like i'll just leave it alone they look good so i'm just gonna have your scars affected your work at all no when i when i first started dancing and they were more pronounced than they are next i was like you know only 16 you know like eight years after the thing when i would lay back on stage i would go like this yeah kind of play with myself like to hide so to, so yeah. because podcasting oh, yes, isn't a visual medium <laughs> <laughs> um sita has her arm kind of like across her chest under her boobs yeah so i'm like kind of holding it was sort so of holding. kind of like cradling them yeah with one i put temporary like tattoos on or something oh, but like um interesting. like gold leaf and like silver leaf kind of so it looks not like tattoos because men don't like tattoos. Right, I was gonna say right, yeah. but just something that's yeah, even glitter. You know, the funny thing is, men have never cared though. Like yeah. when I have sex with them, you know, they can see it. Obviously, they've mm-hmm. never given a shit. No, like people I date don't care. Right, but like I always worry about at the club because it's already like I have short hair and I don't really do. I just kind of do like a it's like straight shoulders, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, because Clover has uh, curly hair. Yeah, yeah. um. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's interesting because I, I think, I mean, there are so many scars at the club. Yeah. I mean, because you just get to see bodies and like bodies have scars. Bodies right, have like right. signs of time. They're just, it's just natural. Um, and just like seeing how everybody has like their share of little scars and things right. like that. It's very human Yeah, and like totally. kind of comforting in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for absolutely, I mean, when I first started dancing, dancing actually made me feel so much better about my body when I was younger. You know, not but like not that I but not I mean, in just, comparison to other people. No, no, just, no. Just the way that it was celebrated. Yeah. You know, even like I don't have like I am I'm like Russian Jew and I have like sort of darker skin down. You know, my pussy's like a little bit darker, and I was like it annoyed me. I always really wanted like a white, creamy, <laughs> fucking pink pussy, and I never had that. You know, like it's pretty, but it's definitely like darker. Yeah. And then when I started dancing, and I'm like, look at all these different vaginas, like mm-hmm. all different shades, and I'm like. Psh- yeah, different shades. Like, it's amazing, though, that it took that to, like, make me feel better. Like, it's wild, you know? Well, yeah. I think it is. I mean, we see a lot, well, nowadays, even more, we see so many doctored images of people, right, right. a lot of Facetune, and also living in L.A., it's, like, right. so much surgery yeah. and a lot right. of fillers. Right. Ugh, Are you, I mean, you're, you haven't done anything. Mm-mm. How is that for you? Like, what do you... Why haven't you? <laughs> and I don't mean it like no, you, no, I, I don't, don't mean it like you don't, don't need it. I just <laughs> just made a cute face when you guys can't see it. I actually, it's funny. I did Botox when I was younger, which is hilarious. Like when it first came out, just because yeah. I had money back then, and you know, and I was like, I'll try this thing, and yeah, I didn't yeah. even like it. And my skin, my body ate it up really quick, really? so it didn't last very so long. It, like, so process- like, yeah, yeah. it like processes. Yeah, processes. That's so fast. interesting. I mean, people don't really talk about like how quickly your body will process a lot of fillers and whatnot. Yeah, some people a little last longer. You know, it's a little bit different for everyone, but. Um, I, you know, it's just not, I don't really give a shit. The only thing that I wish, if I had more money, 
I wish I could get facials like all the time. That's oh, what I yeah. would get. Like back in the day when I made, I used to get a facial every week. Mm-hmm. Like that's something I for sure would do. Yeah. For my skincare, you know. But other than that, I'm super lazy with. I mean, well, that's amazing in part because I mean, there's a lot of pressure, mm. a lot of pressure toward perfection, and like trying to like get all of these little things done. And I mean, I think a lot of people start Botox super early now. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, why? Why? <laughs> Yeah. Why? I mean, yeah. I mean, I get it. I don't know. I don't care about wrinkles. That's never been, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I did for a while when I first moved to L.A. I would get it in my forehead, but that's only because of my I would get headaches. Oh, yeah. That's so supposed bright to help down here. And it did actually yeah. help. So, but I never. I don't have that many. You know, it's like no. It for I mean, you, you don't really have wrinkles. Yeah. Like, and I do here, but like on my side of my. But eyes. I mean, they just like like happy though. Like yeah, I yeah, think it just makes you. your face you know, look happy. Like, I mean, I am fifty. <laughs> the only oh, the other thing I would do like I have my age spots. So I would definitely get rid of those if I could. I have a lot of sun damage, but again, I don't really care. I don't really yeah. see them, but you know. Yeah, no one else all, does. I see it, but like yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, we all like look <clears throat> at our faces under real microscopes. Like, yeah, and I mean, see it's just change and it's age, and I don't mind being getting older, you know. Yeah. So. That's very healthy. I feel like honestly moving to LA because like before I moved out here, I wanted to get so many different things done, like weirdly. But since I've been here and been exposed to people getting all of those things done I've been like more excited about all of the parts of me that are like unconventional oh, I good, guess I like that yeah it's kind of just like mm, I don't want to get like my lips done or like no there's so many things that I, I think are interesting like I mean I've thought about like lips and all because that's like the big fat or like butts and all of that but <sighs> I mean, I look. a lot oh, yeah. of things don't age well. A lot of people get have like professional paparazzi and all of that. And I mean, even seeing it in the club, like it's just I mean, even people who Wait. get like facial balancing fillers and stuff like that. It's just you. it's a different kind of face. And it is. I mean, and. I, I mean, say. no, no I mean, hate for that. Like, wants, I want people exactly, to be happy. Exactly. Whatever anyone wants yeah. to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I definitely believe I mean, I think it's really choice, cool, and I love to see everybody, like, with their different decisions. And yeah. I like, uh, I mean, I love, like, fake boobs. Like, seeing people with fake boobs <laughs> is always a joy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, to me, I'm always like, no, take mine. Like, I would switch <laughs> a heartbeat. But, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's, like, something really kind of cool about, like, seeing these, like, really kind of perfect ideas of boobs. Like in reality, like mm, if you could like shape anything perfectly, like this is, you know, I'm yeah. like, it's kind of amazing. What's professional paparazzi or whatever you said? So like, for example, the Kardashians and like their kind of group of people that follow them, they have like professional paparazzis that they kind of, be, they tell them like, hey, we're going to be on this like yacht over here at this time, come out, take pictures of us. And they, and like, you can get the first scoop of it. We're telling you where we are. Oh. And then the paparazzis come and take pictures and then they, they Photoshop them. them and they sell them. Oh. So like they Photoshop the images so that they look like ideal um, they clear their skin, take away cellulite, all of that, like add better curves if something's kind of funky. And Which is, you know, I mean, a friend of mine, one of my best friends is a retoucher, so she makes a lot of money from, you know, doing that kind of stuff. But she does more than just that. But but it's, so I, you know, on one hand, like I see, but it's sort of detrimental. I mean, it's, it's very yeah. detrimental. In fact, I think you it's, know? I mean, it Super. can be detrimental to people. But I also think it is smart to, because whenever they are so famous, like to be able to curate that kind of, publicity because hmm. there's it's all circus i mean yeah like, it's all just a show it is it is all just a show and yeah. acknowledging that it is just a show it's like you know well you should have try to have some control over it a little bit if you can oh sure right yeah. i mean i guess it'd just be good to tell like if all the you know 
but all of us, it's just, you yeah. know, what age? If we all just have to remind ourselves, this isn't real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also yeah. just to, yeah, just to be straightforward, like, I've gotten these fillers right. by these doctors. Rep yeah. your doctors, rep right. your fillers. Right. Just be honest about it. Right. I think that's nice. the biggest thing right now with, like, people in the plastic surgery community and all are, like, just rep us, just be honest. For sure. Right? There's no shame in anything. Because it's, like, crazy to see, or, I don't know, I'd always thought that, like, hips just were smooth except for mine you know no um so i wish that there had been like some someone that told me that isn't it such a trip the things that we think and then or whatever yeah and just seeing but do you think the club has helped you like has not helped i don't want to say that word but like yeah you know you see all these different body types Mm -hmm. is that yeah it's interesting it's not even so much about like the reception of like the body types in the club and how they make money but it's I think just like seeing a variety of like naked people it's like all of the things that I think are like abnormal about myself aren't Mm -hmm. almost that's what I mean right oh yeah 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 yeah, that it does it's more it's a positive impact yeah yeah it is I feel like it is a very like body positive environment Mm -hmm. and I think especially like amongst us girls or in amongst us dancers like mm. there is like a big there's a lot of acceptance a lot of positivity and encouragement mm-hmm. that i've personally experienced and like ways that i've seen my body in a positive way that i wouldn't have otherwise been able to because i mean there's mm-hmm. so much body stigma and like pricing of certain body types over other body mm-hmm. types yeah but whenever you're kind of like all together it's like well you know like there's kind yeah. of it's, it's kind of equal well mm-hmm. there's something to be celebrated about everybody yeah there's yeah. some things that you can celebrate about all bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you only have one client right now. <laughs> yeah. But you were formerly, like, doing so many kinds of sex work. And, and I think also, like, being in, like, a stripper community, um, did you have, like, many close colleagues in the in the club that you were, were like, friends outside of the club with? Yeah, I mean, um, a few that I saw outside of the club, a bunch I would actually, you know, photograph, so, you know, but mostly friends in the club. I've really only done, I've only stripped in and, and hooked. I've never done video or, like, porn or... True, I should just say stripping and... And, and hooking, hooking, yeah, <laughs> only two. It's a hooking weird thing for you to say. It's a little bit hard for me to say. <laughs> I can tell. You guys can't see your face, but I can see. But that's such an old school girl thing, like, that's what we call it, you know? So yeah, it's, no, it's I mean, I, I just, I, I guess I am very, like, thoughtful about, like, how I use language, and because I don't, like, do full-service sex work, I don't want to, you know, throw out terms that way because it's not my experience. Right, 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 right. And it's, right. like, for you to own and use however you want to. Totally. No, no, it's like, <laughs> I just giggling at her face um <laughs> but uh yeah I've always had fr- I mean friends in the industry you know whatever yeah do you feel like um you had like a community like that people were like very much sharing and and yeah. talking and 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 even though that I'm not at the club anymore and like I said that I'm not you know in a community of you know physical one in my physical life of working girls, Instagram has been amazing for that. That I've you know connected with people all over the world in general, and then also people in an industry from all over the world. So we talk all the time, you know, which is great. That is great. Yeah. And does it kind of like provide like a catharsis or like a an ability? Like, do you ever find yourself kind of like coming up? to coming back to like old experiences and and like reprocessing what happened or how you felt about it or things like that no no 
I'm pretty much a f- now and next day kind yeah. of person. I don't look back all that much. No, that's also, great. I have a really bad memory. So <laughs> 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 a lot of that is just I don't remember what I did yesterday. So I'm kind of like a, the perfect person to be around though because I'll never, I don't hold grudges at all. Most of it, I don't even remember. Like, someone's like, you're mad at me. I'm like, I was? What for? <laughs> when? Why was I mad? Yeah, I'm like, I'm so not mad at you now. What were the circumstances? <laughs> like, we're fine. Um, yeah, if I, I mean, not, not that I don't, you know, look at my life or experiences, but I think at this point I've, I've looked I've worked on all most of that stuff. I mean, not to say that I'm, you know, enlightened or anything, but like, uh, I really mostly try to deal with today and tomorrow. Like, you know, what's coming up. That's really good. Yeah, is that good? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I try. No, I mean, for me, um, just like being in the industry, it's been so important for me to like have like friends that I can talk to about things, especially yeah. like day to day, like. If something traumatic happens, I'm like, okay, like, host, let's talk about this. <laughs> and I def- I will, like, call up people or we'll, we have, like, a group chat. So I group chat in hmm. with my friends and we kind of go through it. I think probably earlier on in my career that was more important. Mm-hmm. Not, not that it's – I just mean that I don't need that as much now after yeah. almost 30 years. It's just there's not really – I mean, I can vent to my friends about annoying, you know, what the Texan did the other night, which I already, you know, vented my friend yesterday <laughs> about. Like, um, but I see that. But both are really, you know, I mean, it is important to have that, of course. And the truth is, and I've even talked about this, you know, that even though my close friends, they know me and they know so much that if you've never done this type of work, it's true. There's there's a certain level they'll just never understand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So it is it is something different when you're talking to a fellow worker. You There's know. some understood things yeah. of, like, what, what the labor entails and all mm-hmm. of that that people yeah. don't. Like, I think for me, one of, like, the most annoying an- or questions that I get mm-hmm. is um, things like, how does it feel to have men look at you? <laughs> huh. What a trip. You know what? I was yeah. thinking about this. Okay, sorry, but answer yeah. that and then I'll, yeah. No, what no, do you I mean say? that's annoying well, to you, well, though. Yeah, because I'm like, well, I, I well, I don't ever consider that. Mm-hmm. Like, I never think like, oh, these men are looking at me, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Because like most of the time, they're very self-involved, and like a lot of times, I'll walk by a guy like five times, and he won't even realize that I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> or it'll be like, oh, I've like been. You're like you'd be amazed how much they actually don't. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, yeah. I may have like watched some guy like a regular, like a club regular, be there for like a year, and. He'll be like, "Oh, are you new here?" Oh my god, <laughs> like, that's wild, right? No, I've like written stories about you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Yes, I'm new." Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, oh, so. definitely. I always do <laughs> right. that. I always, I'm like, "Oh yeah, totally new. Never yeah. been here. I don't know how." No, we, I've never danced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never danced. What is a dance? My first night. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. And it is well. Wait, so the people who who don't look because okay that is very true is a lot of guys just don't look at you but I always think it's because they're avoiding looking at you no they're wrapped up I think a lot of men are wrapped up in whatever they're thinking about um it's hard to like process so many new faces and people Mm. and like you kind of are just like the other uncomfortable whatever yeah maybe there's social anxiety there's a lot of social anxiety yeah Yeah, it's weird it's it's like men like running to the bathroom whenever they first oh yeah (laughs) right Because like, when I don't you know sit where to in sit. the laps of like the men who kind of like they'll look at you for a second and then look away, I, it's like then when you sit, they're like, "Oh, hey, sweetie," and it's like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> I like expected this guy to just be like, um, "Can you not sit here?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very rare that you're gonna get that. Once in a blue moon, that will happen, but yeah. that, should be, that should be very rare. 
Yeah. Um, it's funny. I used to say to guys at the club, like, if they were doing, if they were in a, if they were being shy or trying, you know, to be respectful and not look, I'm like, look, this is the one place I want you to stare at my tits. Exactly. This is the one place where you can and it's encouraged. Yeah. yeah. As long as you tip and you're smiling and you're yeah. having fun, then mm-hmm. yes, that, like, do all the exactly. things you want to do here. This yeah. is like the yeah. open place yeah, you're, you're supposed to. You don't have to, like, fully restrain yourself here. No. Like, as you long know, as you're, I mean, like, within good, you know, yeah, within reason. Right, right, right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, so you've, like, been out, and you talk about your work all the time. Do you find yourself still coming out to people? Yeah, because I travel all the time. And so when people ask me what I do for a living, I tell them I'm a hooker. <laughs> I just straight up <laughs> just say it because it's yeah. like... And then I end up, you know, answering a bunch of questions, um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And because I'm happy to change people's minds if they, you know, or whatever, help keep, you know, help smash the stigma. Yeah. yeah. Even nuns, I've sat next to nuns. Wow. There was a nun who was like, I want to buy your book. <laughs> so, Whoa. like, um, yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, I'm not going out there telling everything. I'm not walking around. Yeah. But if someone asks me, then yeah, I tell them. Do you, Do you ever you... withhold from certain people? Can you tell, like, who you want to? No, I only time if I would. If I don't, if I just don't, if I'm not, if I'm too exhausted or I'm hungover, yeah. I'm on my way back from a trip and I'm like drained. Mm-hmm. And if someone asks me, maybe I'll just say I'm a photographer, you know yeah. what I mean? Or a writer. I mean, if I say writer, though, then they'll say, what do you write about? And then I'll have to go into it. Yeah. So, photographer is the only thing that really does because yeah. it's true. But yeah. um, other than that, I, no, I'll tell anybody. Because I've changed the minds, so many different people's minds, like after even just a plane ride, they're like, that was so eye-opening. And you really, like, I've never met anyone who just come out and told me that they were a prostitute. Mm. <laughs> like, just straight up, you know? Yeah. And also, like, to tell people, too, that, like, you can be almost 50 and a prostitute and you can look schleppy, you know? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> we'd all, we're not all wearing bando dresses and we're not 20 on yachts. Like, that's not really what the industry is. No, you know? no. So I like them to know that, too. Yeah, I think that's really important to have, like, a real face and a real story. And also that it's about, like, these relationships with these people, you know. I mean, I end up getting into more mini relationships than I should um, with my regulars. But it's so much more than just about laying on your back. That's what I try to explain. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's why I want want to sell my TV show because that's what it's all about. What uh, do you want to like go into your TV show? Well, I don't. I can't say too much about it yet. So that's the only thing. But like, I'm currently I'm in a class right now that's almost finished, um, and then I'm I've just changed like the entire uh, pilot. So now I have to write a new outline and a new Bible for it. It's not funny they call it a Bible. Yeah, that is funny. That's <laughs> true. It's just basically like the business plan for it. But whatever. Um, and I have a friend, a producer, who's waiting for me to finish so he can pitch it to. So we'll see, but. Wow. wow. I know, fingers crossed. That's exciting. So is the, we'll is it, it's like loosely based on your It's experience? based on my life. It's not even very loosely. Not it's, even it's very based, loosely. Yeah. It's directly. Like my mom is in it, but everything that, almost every single thing that's happened that you, in the show has actually happened. There's a few things that are, that are not at all based on reality, but a lot of things. Like my mom, I, my, I bought my mom's dentures for her oh but my customer did mm-hmm. and then she lost him and i was like ma i suck dick to fucking cut your teeth oh my God. <laughs> like how did you just lose those oh what do you God. mean they were very Mom. expensive <laughs> wow yeah that happened that's so funny <laughs> have you ever fallen in love with a customer Whoa. i did once yeah actually how was it um well it was interesting he wasn't really like a very he wasn't he wasn't a classic customer uh, or he wasn't a customer in a classic sense. He came um, into the Mitchell Brothers a few times, him and his friend, and they would just give us 
so much fucking money. So wait, eventually friends. you got into Mitchell Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I worked, and then I worked at Mitchell Brothers for nine years. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so doubling yeah. back to previous episodes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I worked there for nine years. Um, and... Uh, so he came into Mitchell's brothers. Yeah, and with his friend, we, his friend used to kind of came in first, and we used to call him the hundred dollar bill man because he would just give every single girl a hundred dollars, like wow. on stage, and, and more so like the ones he really liked. But like he would literally every single girl would get at least a hundred dollar bill wow, on stage. Good. That's a great. That's I great know guy. it was amazing when he came in. Everyone would be like hundred dollar bill man's here. And we were like fuck yeah, because yeah. it just lit up all of us and the mm-hmm. club. It kind of made everything you know mm-hmm. change the energy shift in there. And yeah. Anyway, so this guy came in. It was like not good looking at all like big like it's you know not whatever but his energy was amazing like his energy um and he would just give me money he never got a lap dance and even when i was on stage he would turn his head and not look between like an spread eagle he wouldn't look which was really funny to me i'm like what are you doing (laughs) but he was just kind of like that like a very and then um we hung out outside the club i'm actually writing a mini series about this whole thing too because it ended up being um, the largest LSD drug bust in the United oh, States wow. history. Whoa. These two guys, they're both in prison now, which is unfortunate. Damn. Um, and I was involved in all of this, so um, the DEA came to my house, had my phones tapped oh, my and all God. this shit. Yeah, oh, it was like this whole crazy thing. Um, yeah, so I ended up, did I fell in love with him. So that's what I mean. It wasn't like a regular customer-customer, but yeah. I did meet him at the club. And we were friends first, and then I did fall for him, and... And then, but he had a girlfriend, so it was like the three of us. It was like very, you know, Bay Area hmm. thing, yeah. <laughs> whatever. And then he was hard to get a hold of because he always had burner phones and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then so it just sort of. So he was just going through one the number after another. And yeah. if he didn't tell you where he was going to be. Yeah, it was hard to get a hold of him. And finally, I just couldn't, you know, and then I had to go back to the club and work. Because I didn't work for like a few months or six, seven months mm-hmm. while I was with him, which was amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, that was the only time, though. So whenever it ended, did you feel hurt by it, or was it, it was, a natural it was end? A, it was sad that it was. I mean, the lifestyle because I'm only I'm barely touching the surface. It's a whole another podcast. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Um, it was sad because it was this really amazing life that we were living. You know, it was like this very spiritual and like, and then also like doing all these off the market drugs and ayahuasca and like that shit oh my god it was like insane i was living in an underground missile base in kansas oh yeah i read a little one of your stories about this yeah 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 so (laughs) it was just so amazing like it was so incredible so then to suddenly have it like fall out was a little bit like oh like something's missing whiplash yeah it was like whiplash so i'm like okay just gotta pick back up and you know yeah yeah you already knew how to survive before yeah yeah exactly right but yeah um All right, so it's time for a commercial break. Okay, I like these. (laughs) I'm a black woman looking for other black women. No, seriously, I'm looking for black women. I live on the border between North Dakota and Canada, and I have not seen another black woman in my entire life, aside from those black women on television. My mother died during childbirth, which left just me and my father. We have lived among the... we have lived among the North Dakota whites for many years, and they have treated us like their own. But I need to meet another black woman. If you are interested in meeting me, please call one two three four five six seven eight nine zero. This is urgent. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so good. Me living in Oklahoma. <laughs> um. Actually, um. 
I want to take a second to talk about the um, concentration camp crisis. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Um, so this will be my ad instead. It's getting pretty serious. It's um, been serious. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's been serious. It's it's always been serious. Um, and I mean, like, you know, for people who aren't aware, people who are citizens are just being kind of revoked of their citizenship. People with passports are not um, being allowed to renew their passports. Um, so it's definitely... Um, A civil rights crisis. Yeah. Um, civil liberties crisis. And we need to be doing way more than subscribing to emails or just like, you know, shedding a tear. petitions Yeah. Um, so I really want to... Um, I'm going to be coming up with something, I think, in the next few weeks, um, aside from joining initiatives in my community, which I encourage you all to do, but things that you can do as well are like, if you're an artist, you can um, donate a portion of your commissions to like bail funds, which is like a pretty um, impactful way to help right now. Um, but there's rapid response networks, which are easy to join. It's basically just like informing people of their rights, um, which is actually also super impactful, but um, they kind of mobilize whenever there are ice raids, um, which I think there are more and more. Um, so yeah, I mean there was that terrible one in I think Mississippi recently where they that like, was like the largest yeah, one ever in history. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and I think in part it was because people like I think some of the workers were like filing suits against like harassment and like sexual harassment and stuff like that. Oh really? Yeah, oh, I didn't hear that. And I think I think there's something like. I mean, I don't know. I probably should have a much more credible source to be making these accusations, but I think I read them in a credible source. Anyway, yeah, yeah. One of the most the most massive raids and agricultural workers were all right. taken, and it's like and they know, were like, ones working. They were full time right. employees of a company, and they were producing our food. And yeah. right. these aren't criminals. These are not not <coughs> criminals. No. This is not a hostile group. No, these mm -hmm. are like the literal. It's fucked. Right I'd also just like to remind everyone that DHS and ICE were only, like, recent um, organizations. Like, I think DHS started in 2002, like, after 9-11, and ICE was, like, even more recent than that. So we um, don't need these organizations, so they should just be protested. Um, and, uh, yeah... You know, women and children are probably being trafficked and conditions are just awful. So do some research and um, do more than cry. Even if your mental health is like pretty low, you know, like just do what you can. There was something I saw the other day. I can't. I wish I knew the name of it. These Jewish people standing up and doing these protests about ICE. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Also, Did like a lot of uh, um, Japanese were out too because, like, they were internment camp survivors and all, and yeah, they were protesting these these camps. Uh, well, as well, I know yeah. that like one of the um, inspectors of the camps was like in an or related to internment camps in some way but mm. he was bribed into saying that the conditions were like livable so a lot of like yeah. japanese um internment people are pretty uh, outraged and i don't know so there's a lot um but yeah yeah <laughs> so pay attention keep up with the news and try to like do whatever you can you can contact me on my Instagram if you want to talk about ideas. it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there are usually protests being held. You can find out, like, there's a lot that 
can be done. Um, and even things like, um, you know, like, don't do this, don't do this, don't slash tires, and don't, like, put sugar inside of cement trucks that are building, like, detention centers or whatever and things like well, that. Well, no. Don't. The violent things don't really help, um, I don't think. Yeah, wink. <laughs> Double wink. <laughs> don't. Okay, <never> mind. <laughs> like, absolutely don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was like, I was hearing about like people like protesting in front of like the ice detainment centers and like just camping out so that it was like harder for people like ice mm-hmm. workers. Oh yeah, to get one of the home. ice the place got shut down recently because of one of them, right? Mm-hmm. We'd probably just for the day, I guess. Yeah, but I still. think so. I mean, like they weren't able to like get home until like they figured out like a special back entrance situation that they could do, and I think the cops gave them like a ride home or something because they couldn't get their cars out of the lot. Also, make sure to address your um, specific, like, Mexican, Mexican-specific phobia, or, like, I think that's a big problem in the U.S., like, in all Immigration, ethnic groups. Immigration, xenophobia. Well, not even just that, but specifically anti-Mexican, like, phobia. Yeah, but, yeah, so. I know. I mean, I remember, like, growing Should up and, like, hearing... have president to thank for, for most of that. Yeah. Or for bringing it to a fucking... Well, for in service. Yeah, to like embolden people that you can be in one of the highest ranking positions in our world and in our country and (laughs) and just spew hate speech. Yeah. Um, Mm. Okay, so we have a few listener questions (laughs) that we can get get around to. Um, So, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to your younger self? I guess it depends on which younger self. I know, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking, I saw that question because I read these, but I didn't really um, think about too much. But the, the first thing that, you know, it's like, I think a lot of people in the industry would say, save money, you know, right? The thing is that I did save money and I bought properties. I did all the things. Like my first, I bought my first house when I was 26 because I was a stripper. That's amazing. And my second one at 27, at like a million dollar property in San Francisco. So I did the things that like were responsible things to do with your cash if you're a stripper. And I lost it all anyway. How did you lose it? Well, that was, it's too long of a story. But the second one was because I went into business with this guy I didn't vet. And he ended up being like the worst person on earth. And Mm -hmm. well, not on earth, but... Um, I lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So it's not even, you know, I wouldn't even, okay, so I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't say that to myself. I mean, yeah. m- money is great and saving money is great. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's not, but it is just cash and we're always going to need it. So it's like, probably would have been gone anyway by now, you know, if I had saved whatever. So I don't know what I, uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. I don't really, you know, I don't regret a lot and I don't look back a lot. So I, I don't mean it in terms no, of regret. No. I mean, it yeah, could yeah. be like, um, like, like hey, remember how that thing. you remember like don't let anything crazy into your vagina like like uh, your candlestick story <laughs> like that purple candlestick yeah the purple or candlestick that, or that marble egg that we couldn't get out <laughs> forever oh like who did we, we did the weirdest things like young baby lesbians like we just did the strangest shit I probably one thing I would say to myself and this is gonna this is a little bit dark but we were just almost on your mm-hmm. but when I my last suicide attempt I would say like just lay back if I had laid if I had just laid back 
I obviously would say not to do it, but let's say if I could, if I still did it, then I wouldn't have permanent nerve damage in my foot today. Oh wow! Yeah. If I had just like laid, because but instead I went forward like a little pretzel position for ten hours and it cut oh. off the circulation. Oh wow! It's wow. not something I would say. Yeah. <laughs> fucking lay back. No, yeah. it's like pretty good advice. I mean, in a sense, <laughs> I mean, because don't take, I mean, well, take three hundred and fifty well, pills either. You know. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, I, I mean that's a big thing with like suicide attempts is that most of them fail and yeah. most of them cause some kind of lasting damage. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that is like good advice. <laughs> um, do you have work clothes? And um, can you tell, like, what can you tell about a an escort or a full service sex worker from their clothes? Oh, clothes. I didn't hear you first. Um, you know, that's what I was kind of saying earlier that we used to think we'd be able to spot them, but not really. It's yeah. not really anymore, no. you know? So, no. yeah, I do have work clothes, and they're kind of, especially, it's funny, I, I've written about this on my Instagram, that as I get older, it's getting a little bit harder because it's like, I want to dress up, but I don't want to look like a woman who's 50 who's trying to look 20, mm. you know? So there's this line, but I also don't want to look like I'm this, like, older lady yeah, who's dressed matronly. up. Yeah, matronly. <laughs> yeah, like you know chico's whatever fucking clothes or something, you know so it's like i try to find like my actual sense of like real style is kind of funky you know but yeah um, i whenever i first met you you were in like um i think like lime green um stretchy pants yeah <laughs> yeah that's right yeah and today i actually almost wore my like super bright tennis shoes i just got that are like, i think lime so green. yeah uh, i yes. think it was like a whole lime, lime, green, lime color right. outfit that's right and a white jacket yeah it was snappy that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely like, you know, but but for the men, it's actually, it's funny, so I dress a little bit more conservative, a smidge more, mm-hmm. um, but not a ton. But that's the other thing, too, you know, when you're a prostitute and you're walking around with these guys who are with a wedding band and you don't have one on and they're older than you, you clearly scream, so, you know, escort, yeah. <laughs> you know. So Do I you ever to, wear, like, a fake wedding band? I think we the Texan and I did that for a little bit, and then I lost it or whatever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't really care. I know when, it's not anyone's business. I mean, no, I really it's not. I mean, if anything, out of all of his girls, I look like the person that could be his wife the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because we're... I mean, you can even tell the story, like, literally, like, yeah, I had one and I first lost it. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean... I don't, I think people not can tell I'm not his wife, really. but yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't give a shit. It's not like he takes it off or anything. He doesn't care at all. No, I mean, it doesn't seem like he has any shame overall for anything. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. But, I don't I mean, mean it in a does. bad way. The thing is, you know, it's so crazy. He's not a bad person. Yeah, and I hope I don't paint him. No, like, I don't think you do. In I a think horrible you're light. Very okay, fair. good. I mean, he's crazy. And he the other night, he really pissed me off. But like, he definitely is not a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so the clothing thing is kind of a trip, I will say. Especially, oops, I know you want to move on to the next question, but no, especially these days, because we've been hanging out with younger girls, then it's it's putting on all this, so much, in my mind, for me, I put more pressure on myself to, like, look a certain way for uh-huh. the girls. It has nothing to do with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, it's like, yeah. I'm this old fucking chick going in with these, like, 24-year-olds, you know, hanging out yeah. with them, and, like, I want to look sexier. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that makes sense. And I think so much of how we adorn ourselves, at least in the club, from my experience, is, like, we impress each other a yeah, lot. And, like, a lot of stage thing. dancing is for the other girls. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> Men. Well, yeah, if I can be half naked, I'm actually much better half naked. Not in these days, not as much, but, like, 
then I'm in clothes. Yeah. I've never been so great at clothes, like putting clothes on myself. Like I style all my like photography, all my shoots. I mm-hmm. style all the girls. Mm-hmm. I'm good at that. I'm good at putting clothes on other people, but like myself, not as much. But um, yeah, anyway, so. No, I understand yeah, you're that. You're so I cute, think. though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love your necklace. Oh, it's... this is vintage. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love this. It's from the 80s. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're I'm kind of about to wrap up right now. Yep. So where can we find you? Okay, so um, sitakalen.com, S-I-S, like September, I always say. <laughs> <laughs> I-T-A-K-A-Y-L-I-N. And also on Instagram, sitakalen. I'm kind of just, everything is just my name now. I've simmered it down. And anything but a wasted life, you can Google and then find it wherever, worldwide, wherever, you mm-hmm. know that you can buy books. That's one of your autobiographies. One of my, yeah, memoirs, yeah. Or memoirs. Sorry, I don't mean to <laughs> no, write it. No, 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 it's the memoir same thing. Memoir is like the, the right. Thing. Yeah, memoir yeah. is like the fancy. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I actually don't like that word either. Really? I don't like either one. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it is what it is. You know? I, yeah, whenever I hear autobiography, I'm like, this is president, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, it feels more, <laughs> right, exactly, you know, like um, important. Yeah, his, his, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I should do something important. more important. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. I'm hoping, you're, well, I want to. That's You're so important, but yeah. But yeah. I want to do more is what I mean. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Clover, where can we find you? Um, little four leaf, underscore between little and four, and four is a number, and then leaf. So, little number four, underscore. No, no little, little underscore. underscore. Four <laughs> leaf. <laughs> okay, um, cool. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I haven't posted yet, but I'm getting to it. Something's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Something's cooking. You know what? Maybe I'll put you in charge of like posting our historical house. Oh, like oh, yeah. doing a little representation for people, including because we had one recently that was like from like feudal Japan, so it was a different thing. But I'm, um, I'm gonna be doing. Um, I'm going to be doing little snippets of things that I've heard at the club. Just, like, outrageous things that men say, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Um, so I am Selena the Stripper. You can find me at Pretty Boy Girl on Instagram. Please contribute to the Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. $5 goes a really long way. All of this information will be linked in the bio. Anyway, thank you guys. Oh, wait, wait. I want to say oh. that I said that I was going to do that, but I'm not sure if I will. That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I might do that. It's an idea. It's, it's percolating. Yeah. You might. All right. Like, like a coffee pot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, thank you. It was nice to know you for this hour and a half. Okay. This was awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us with How in the Know. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. More money, I want your money, I want more money. 